Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from ACA, Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is solution-humor. We learn to reparent ourselves with gentleness, humor, love, and respect. The great advantage of teaching our inner child to look at life with as much good humor as possible is that it relieves tension. Think for a moment about the last time we heard someone say, I'm right and you're wrong. Do we automatically assume a defensive posture and scan the speaker's throat for their jugular? Wow, this is really true. I, I, I didn't notice that effect of humor changing the physiology. I just had written actually in a memoir type th- uh, exercise about uh, you know an incident at like a s- silent meditation retreat where everybody was very serious and very much pain and there was something, you know, you're not supposed to talk and there was something that, you know, someone rang a bell and everybody started laughing. I think it was on day eight and hadn't even heard anything outside the sound of nature. So a uh, great, excellent reminder um, of, you know, the humor and what it does to f- physiology, especially because, you know, being tense, I, obviously I'm both physically and mentally tense when that can happen. Back to the reading. With the help of ACA, we can teach our inner child that instead of reacting, it's possible to reach instead for humor and say something like even a stop clock is right twice a day so no who knows who's right or wrong what time is it anyway learning to smile in the face of criticism is an important skill I'll repeat that learning to smile in the face of criticism is an important skill it helps when we learn that going to war isn't always required if we can sometimes use our wit instead using humor to ease tension is good for us on days when we feel unlovable Silly good humor can be just the remedy to lift ourselves out of a funk. You know, I think there's a lot of definitions of grace, but one of the things of people that I find graceful in my life are the ones that can acknowledge the pain and can also find some humor while uh, you know a painful situation is happening. Uh, so not to negate the situation and acknowledge it, but also uh, maybe not catastrophize over it. Back to the reading. It helps when we learn that going to war isn't always required if we can sometimes use our wit instead. Using humor to ease tension is good for us. On days we feel, when we feel lovable, silly good humor can be just the remedy to lift ourselves out of a funk. Maybe we can tell ourselves, go find a mirror. Look at your wonderful self and give yourself a kiss. That person in the mirror is our inner child who will be grateful for our attention. When we find the humor, we're helping our inner child's urge to have fun, something that didn't happen nearly enough while we were growing up. On this day, I will remember that humor has a purpose, and I can use it to my advantage in the care and nurturing of my inner child. The next reading is step five. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. In step five, for the first time, we came clean about our real feelings, and walked away from it more whole than before. We were not perfect, and that was okay. We allowed our higher power to guide us through our histories with new insight. We were validated by our fellow travelers in the process. I love the word validated. And we now knew definitively that we had been wronged and that we no longer needed to accept abusive behavior from others. You know, I think there was many, uh, Karen is a uh, uh, recovery center and they had a great uh, 
workshop that I was fortunate enough to um, participate in, and they had this concept of psychodrama where people act um, as different parts. Uh, you know, they can act as people, they can act as your inner child, uh, they can act as your anxiety. Um, and it was super powerful to talk to someone and have them externally validate or, you know, validate your emotions. It made things lighter, which is funny because one of the, the first topic today was on humor and humor is also something that makes it lighter. And a lot of times I think that is more a measure of recovery um, than the so-called cash and prizes are looking good. Anyways, back to the reading. This step took a lot of courage. We paused before going forward to reflect on how far we had come and to enjoy the view. In a sense, we had been reborn into self-awareness on a level we didn't know existed. We started to put ourselves first because we were worth it. No one could take this new foundation away from us because it was built on rock-solid pillars that could not be torn down by others anymore. We were gaining the inner strength necessary to face whatever was put in our paths. We were becoming free from those things that plagued us because we had been honest with our higher power and another person. We look forward to connecting with our inner child as we progressed. That child was awakening and knew it would never be alone again. We were there to provide the nourishment, giving everything we had. On this day, I will be honest with the most important person I will ever get to know. Me. You know, you can lie to everyone else, but you can't lie to yourself. And, uh, you know, I think it's why it's very important to see what you feel when you are alone. I love this. I love that reading. Now we shift to Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, Daily Meditations on Codependency. Freedom from Compulsive Disorders. Thank you for keeping me straight yesterday. Please help me stay straight today. Paraphrased from Alcoholics Anonymous. When I first began my recovery from codependency, I was furious about having to begin another recovery program. Seven years earlier, I had become recovery from chemical dependency. It didn't seem fair that one person should have to address two major issues in one lifetime. Wow. Wow. I've gotten over my anger. I've learned that my recoveries aren't isolated from one another. Many of us recovering from codependency and adult children issues are also recovering from addictions, alcoholism, other drug dependency, gambling, food, work, or sex addiction. Some of us are trying to stay free of other compulsive disorders, ranging from caretaking to compulsively feeling miserable, guilty, or ashamed. Wow, some of this stuff hits home. An important part of codependence recovery is staying clean and free of our compulsive or addictive behaviors. Recovery is one big room we've entered called healthy living. We can wave the white flag of surrender to all our addictions. We can safely turn to a power greater than ourselves to relieve us of our compulsive behavior. We know that now, once we begin actively working a program of recovery, God will relieve us of our addictions. Ask God each morning to help us stay free of our addictions and compulsions, and then thank God for helping us the day before. This is a reminder that, you know, I really want to start my day with God. You know, there's no other higher power. Um, you know, other problems, compulsions, all those things, they can wait for five to ten minutes, and that's something I want to 
Say out loud. Back to the reading. Today, God, help me pay attention to all my recovery issues. Help me know that before I can work on the finer points of my recovery, such as my relationships, I must be free of addictive behaviors. And the final reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is freedom from self-seeking. Please free my thinking of self-will, self-seeking, dishonesty, and wrong motives. Paraphrase from Alcoholics Anonymous. There is a difference between owning our power to take care of ourselves as part of God's will for our life and self-will. There is a difference between self-care and self-seeking, and our behaviors are not as much subject to criticism as are the motives underlying them. Wow, that is unbelievable. There is a harmonic, gentle, timely feeling to own our power to self-care and to act with healthy motives that are not present in self-will and self-seeking. We will learn discernment. It is happening. But we will not always know the difference. Sometimes we will feel guilty and anxious with no need. We may be surprised at the loving way God wants us to treat ourselves. We can trust that self-care is always appropriate. We want to be free of self-will and self-seeking, but we are always free to take care of ourselves. God, please guide my motives today and keep me on your path. Help me love myself and others too. Help me understand that more often than not, those two ideas are connected. I'm going to repeat that. God, please guide my motives today and keep me on your path. Help me love myself and others too. Help me understand that more often than not, those two ideas are connected. And, you know, I'm just so profoundly grateful for this uh, spiritual literature, uh, Melody Beatty, Strengthening My Recovery. It's just, you know, I always was raised, you know, in a household of work harder, work harder. At what? I'm not sure. And, you know, despite reading a lot of stuff, I love Jim's, James uh, Lower Toughness Training for Life. You know, he says life is not a marathon. Life is a series of sprints accomplished by long periods of rest. And I realize as part of reparenting, it's very important for me to eat meals at a timely manner and not just eat them, prioritize them, prioritize sleep and do it for self-care, not necessarily for other purposes. And that concludes today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that is where God is and also start my day with God, to feel my feelings. I guess the steps there would be, what am I feeling? Write it out. Where am I feeling it? And to love myself and to slowly say that. Until next time.